What's going on, y'all? It's your boy 1080G. This is the Unfocused and Focused Podcast. We are back once again. Got the boy Tastro in the building. What up, what up, what up? You already know. How you feeling, man? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm great. How about you, man? Yes, sir. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling like like Kurt Angle right now. I got the metal around my neck. I was feeling about to good. say, I was about to say, yo, you were, was in a marathon. Was that? Is that was that considered a half a marathon or what was that considered exactly? Uh, actually, the half marathon is uh, 13, 13, right, 13 right. miles. The full marathon is 26. This is just called the 10 miler. Oh, 10 miles. You know, they got okay. different ones. They got the 5K. Right, I got. I was in the 5K a couple of years back. Yeah, the 5K. Then they got, uh, I think they do a 10K. And then they got the 10 miler, which is actually, if you want to throw the K on there, it's actually like 16K. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. But they stopped doing the Ks really after, after, like after, five, they, got, after they got the 5 to 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's just called the. The ten miler, which I'm I'm really new to it. I just had a friend that posted on Instagram. Um, you know, if you want to run in this, yeah. I got a contest for free entry. Word, because you know you got to pay for these races. It's, it's crazy putting your body through this this grueling. Right, and you got to pay to just yeah, you got to pay what? like you Yo, know. That's wild. Once, that's wild. once I got to mile like eight, nine, like I started feeling crazy in my legs, you know, and and to know that I would have had to pay for something like that, pay to get that feeling. But actually, you know, once I ended the race, you know, the the rush that I had, the adrenaline rush that I had, it was. It was like no other, you know. It was only a small period of time where I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm about to hop on a bird scooter," and <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was, I was, I was gonna give it up, man. My body, you know, was like, "Yo, man, what are you doing, bro?" So I gotta, I gotta pick your brain as far as that goes, because you know, I've ran a 5K before, which is nowhere near as 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 many miles as you ran. Because I think a 5K is like around like three to four miles or something to that effect, real short. Yeah, it's like three and a half. Yeah, yeah. So. As far as you running 10 miles, because I know you you do extensive running anyways, to prepare yourself for this, did you have to like run in advance or run 10 miles in advance or more, or run more than 10 miles to prepare for the 10 mile? Yo, I actually found out about the, the race, or I, I don't want to call it a race. I, I found out about the marathon the day before. Mm -hmm. um, so we did that, it started at 7.15 Sunday, this past Sunday. I found out about it Saturday afternoon. Um, I was just scrolling on Instagram. My yeah. man was like, yo, if you wanna get a free entry to the race, follow this page mm -hmm. and tag this. You know how they do the Instagram yeah. challenges or, or contests. And I just did what he said and, and it just so happened to be my man. So I already knew I was gonna win cause he, he said he was gonna plug me in for the, a, a whole other race that I, I ended up not being able to get in. but. You know that's another story but he, he was like yeah we got the contest yeah, yeah. do do xyz you know and and he pretty much gave me the code it was like when you sign up for the race you get a uh yeah. like a, a a you know the discount code or whatever put it in free entry and i'm like happy but at the same time like oh shit, i gotta run 10 miles in, in less than 12 hours you know, but the thing is, you know, I have been preparing for right, this right. pretty much every day. It's a lifestyle. It's yeah. not something that I had to flip a switch on or anything. Right. You know, this is just something that I do every day, mm -hmm. you know, which not that I run 10 miles, but I probably do about three, four, you know, three, three times a week. And mm -hmm. then 
if I got a little more time on my hands, I'll push it to maybe like six or seven. I was just looking at my my uh, activity tracker, just trying to figure out like, damn, I was actually able to do the 10 miles. And I don't typically look at the distances and all yeah. that. I just run and, you know, it feels good. That's, right. that's it's, it's just for the love. But, you know, I looked at my t- activity tracker and, you know, I was logging in like three or four on the average. Mm-hmm. And then maybe once a week, once every other week, I would probably get it up to about six or seven. Nice, nice. You know, without really knowing, you know, I'm just observing just and yeah. enjoying the scenery, going to the park, running down the belt line. You know, I just Getting enjoy it. it. Yeah, so, so like, so like, you know, and, you know, part of me, because I know this is not even the, a topic of discussion right now. I mean, we're but, just chopping it up. It's but, all good. But it's just like, you know, because I've always had this thing with running. And, you know, we've, we've ran. I've ran miles with you before. And I'm like, yo, this nigga is crazy. Like, why, <laughs> why are we still running? Bruh, we, I know one time we was, when we were off of Boulder Crest, I mean, we ran from Boulder Crest. Man, East Atlanta. Like, bruh, like, why are we off of Glenwood right now? Like, we're- Yeah, we're, we was we're, in the hood yeah, we, on we, some real white boy type yeah, shit. Yeah, we went from Boulder Crest to Glenwood. I'm like, yo, like, how far are we going? How, where, where exactly are we stopping at? Are we gonna turn around when we get to East Lake? Nigga, get to East Lake? What? Yeah. But, so, like, as far as, like, when you're running, how what, what, what does it take as far as to keep you- I guess when you feel like, yo, I can't run any further, my legs are about to wear me out, or I'm, you know, it's they was tightening up. They they started feeling like bricks. Yeah, yeah. So 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 what? So what? What? What is it? What? Like I guess because of you, you know, you constantly practicing and constantly running. What is it that kicks into second gear that gives you your second win when you're running at distances like that? I would say it's just you know. It's like you gotta psych yourself out, mm-hmm. you know. It's just like, you, you know, when when they say somebody's trying to be a millionaire, billionaire, it, it takes a certain amount of crazy, you know. It's like you gotta be crazy to yeah. to, to think, you know, on that level, you know. So when you're talking about running ten miles, thirteen miles, however you want to put it, you know, you you gotta really just like, oh shit, my legs feeling like bricks, but. I'm I'm not I'm I, I'm gonna still make it happen. Right. You know, it's just like I I guess I'm gonna just run the rest of this race with my legs feeling like bricks. You know, and, and most people they would stop. You know, they would quit and you know or, or walk it out. You know, I I pretty much told myself that I wasn't gonna walk any part of the race. Right. You know, I was gonna run the whole thing even yeah. if I, even if I gotta slow it down. You know, at certain points where I wasn't really feeling it, but I just just said to myself it was just a mind thing it, obviously like i said i trained for yeah. it just from my daily habits mind over know. matter yeah mind over matter and you know i cut out a lot of different things and um you know i cut back you know i, I still drink socially from time to time but i haven't smoked you know in a long time but even when i smoke it was very minimal like yeah. You know, I might hit a bowl a couple of times just to for just for the elevation, mm. you know, but I haven't smoked in a minute. Um, and, and this is somehow like God, he, he put me on this path to train for before I even knew it. And you, you know, and just you like, on it. Yeah, I, I can see, man, honestly, I can see you running a marathon, you know what I'm saying? In a, you know, in a few years or whatever. I think I, I, I thought I remember one time a while back you were prepping to be in a run. That was like I think yeah. it was like a half. When you were training at one point for a yeah, half marathon, yeah, yeah, I was, and yeah. and that was before I knew 
the ins and outs of the marathons. I, I didn't realize you had to pay. You know, I, I told myself I was going to train for this New York City Marathon. Yeah. You know, I was running nonstop. I'm like, yo, 23, 26 miles, that ain't nothing. You know, I'm just being ambitious about it. But um, once I found out how you got to enter and how much, yeah. you know, you got to pay to enter. Like, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to just do the New York City Marathon. You have to qualify for Damn. it. You know, they need to see credentials. They need to see stuff like the 10 mile or they need to see you've prerequisites uh, yeah, yeah prerequisites yeah, yeah that you you have to have you know raced a few times or or, or got into a you know a few 5ks a 10 mile half marathon you know before you could say hey you know i want to do this full out marathon you know because I, I i would assume that you could get hurt you know, some some bad can happen to you I if mean, you just yo, jump you, in shit, raw you, dog. You, you running twenty something miles, hell yeah, something yeah, happen yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. But yeah. you know, I'm just saying, like, I was preparing for it, but right. then once I realized, you know, which I know a lot more now, and this is a big step in some for me to to eventually get into the New York City Marathon. But yeah, I, that's just how my mind thinks. I just think big and. You know, it's, as far as I could take it, that's how far I'm gonna take it. You know, I'm like, well, I run every day. Like, let me do, let me do the New York City Marathon because I remember as a kid, um, just being in Brooklyn. I remember being with my cousins, and we was kind of reckless, more so my cousins, I would say. You know, but I don't want to point no fingers, but <laughs> it was a thing that that they would do, and you know, I don't know if this if it's the Brooklyn mentality or whatever, but it would be people running in the marathon. And people is handing them waters. It's a lot of people on the side just cheering you on, rooting you on. And, you know, I just remember going out there and, uh, you know, you got people slapping high fives. Yeah, keep it going, keep it going. But my cousins, what they was doing, they was spitting their hand. They was spitting their hand. <laughs> this was one of the grimiest things you could do to somebody. Fuck, that's fucked up, man. Yeah, spitting their hand. That was one of the the negative things I got from the uh, <laughs> That's nasty, yo. from the New, from so, the New York so City Marathon. So the people running through, you know, yeah, 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 and they, and they got all this glob of mucus in their yeah. hand, and they slapping fives with these people that are running, who are more than likely afterwards probably like, Ugh. and you know, like when you're running or whatever, I'm pretty sure you gotta you, you're sweating, so you're using your hand to wipe your face, or yeah. you know what I'm saying. So you got I all mean, this. Yo, it, it, nasty, I'm gonna chalk it up. You know, we was kids, you know. I'm gonna just say say that that was what it was, but I just remember just the excitement around it, the energy, and you know, you go back and and, and you watch it on the TV. It, it'll be going on for hours. You know, they start early, but it'll be going on for hours. Yeah. They got the helicopters and they, they shut down the bridge. It's and, a whole situation. Yeah, it's a whole situation. And you know, I didn't really think about it till I got into running. Like, wow, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. You know, to go back home. You know, to the home state and and do the New York City Marathon. Yo, so you I still you still should do it, man. Yo, listen, hey, listeners out there, we gotta advocate for G for the next the the 2022. He needs to be in the new if they even have it in 2022 because you know shit is so different now. It's as different far as in New York for it, sure. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Pandemic, COVID, and all that. So if they if they have the New York City Marathon next year in 2022. We got to make sure 1080 gets there, man. Straight up. Yeah, that would be dope. Straight that up. That would be dope. But, I mean, if it don't happen next year, I'm the type of person, I'm going to hold myself accountable. It, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, I appreciate the encouragement. Anybody listening, just ask me about it. Like, yo, you still going to do the marathon? Cause that, Hold them that, accountable, yo. Yeah, yeah, but that's on my bucket list. Got you know, you. It's more so now than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 miles, that's a long way from 26, but... You know, it's but, a, I mean, it's a it's big a, start, too. I mean, listen, it's, it's it's a third of the way. Yeah, exactly. More than a third of the way, actually. You know with, what I'm saying? With some actual, because I didn't train for it, you know. Well, you have I been was, training for it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you we had, said you it. You, you, yeah, and, I was, but there are people, like, I, I could have at least did 10 miles, you know, a week or two before. Beforehand to kind yeah, of prep yourself for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't, I haven't run t- 10 miles it's it's been a few years and even when i ran that 10 miles i was taking breaks and all that but yeah if i actually train i, I feel like the 26 won't be that bad so. i don't think so either man. i think you i think you're already built for it man you already you know you already run and you, a lot of times you'll just run and don't even have like a time limit as to when you're going to stop you'll just be because i i remember like i said when we used to run I'm like, bro, like, when are we turning around exactly, bro? We are miles and miles away yeah, from the crib that, right now. That's that runner's high, man. It's just, you know, your adrenaline start going. And I don't know. It, it's something about your blood flowing. And, and, and it make me feel. It, it makes me feel alive. You know, it makes me feel alive to to feel my, my heart, you know, my, my heart rate going up. Cause yeah. really that's, that's when your body can, can heal itself the most when your blood circulation is really moving. At a and, rapid rate. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. running initially was for, uh, self healing pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, just knowing, uh, you know, anxiety, uh, depression, or even like circulation, like at certain, certain points, like, I don't know if it happens to you, but like my arm, it just seemed like if I, it don't happen as much now. And I feel like the exercise has a lot to do with it, but I used to go to sleep and like it didn't, every time I woke up, like my arm would just be gone, bro. Bro, I'm gonna tell you to this day, sometimes my left arm, it's like my left arm be on some other shit. And I know it has probably a lot to do with the fact that I be trying to knock out like a lot of push-ups, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, I get it. I remember when I when I when I was running with you back to the run one more time. <laughs> when I was running with you, one thing I told myself was like, "Yo, even if I'm not able to keep up at his pace, I'm not going to stop." And I pride myself in not stopping with running with you because yeah. we ran for miles, bro. <laughs> that that shit was crazy. But I was glad that I did it because I. It, it's one of those situations where sometimes. You know what you're capable of, but you don't push yourself. But when you're around other people that know what you're capable of and you know what you're capable of, you don't want to, I guess, disappoint anybody, including yourself. So you keep pushing. And I know for a fact, had I been by myself, I wouldn't have ran that many miles like that, yo. I know. Oh, I, yeah, I was I was motivated just from you being out. I'm self-motivated to a certain extent, but I ain't gonna lie, being out there with you and then we had Porsche out there, it was, you know, a great situation. We was feeding off each other and, you know, we made it happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yo, listen, man. Listen, stay focused, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, but running, you know, you don't have, I was never into the the marathon stuff at first. It was more so Mm -hmm. for, like I said, self-healing and, you know, it's just amazing what your body can can do to heal itself. Mm-hmm. You know, we always look for medicines and doctors for for X, Y, and Z. But you know, you you exercise and eat right, heal yeah. thyself. Yeah, you, your body will heal itself, and every time, even, even from from exercising, um, 
you know, when you exercise, you eat a lot more. But then I learned recently that when you fast, you know, you used to eat more when you exercise. But actually, when you fast, when you go put your body into a fasting mode, mm. your body heals itself even more. You know, so it's it's so many different ways your body can heal itself. Body's a machine, you, you just got to tap a, into it. Computer, man. When you put the right things in it, you get the right results. It's, I think it's, it's just like with anything, like comes the vehicles you put the right fuel into the vehicle the ve the vehicle is going to function properly making sure the different you know oils and things and different fluids are filled up properly it's going to function like it's supposed to but when the, when those fuels have been neglected or haven't been uh the few the actual uh, fuels have not been put in for mm -hmm. a certain period of time then your your vehicle is not going to function like you need it to the same thing with your body that's why i think after you know years People that have, you know, not taking care of themselves like they should, after a while, their body starts to break down on them, you know, somehow, yeah, some way. So, yeah, it's scary to me when I see people just doing whatever, you know, eating whatever, just, you know, I guess I was there at one point, you know, but to see grown, it, it's more so when I see adults. When I see, a, when you're a kid, you could get away with it a little more, but when I see adults like my age or older, just, People don't care, man. Ignorance like, is bliss. Man. Ignorance is bliss, and a lot of people. You know what? It, it takes a lot more energy to make a change in your life than it does for you to continue doing the same things you've been doing. So I think a lot of times people just kind of get stuck in that. I've heard people say they want to make a change, but they just don't know how to start. And it's like, yo, you just gotta start. And then you know, people want a perfect situation as to when they start doing something. There's never going to be a perfect situation to start. You just have to start. Yeah, don't sit here and tell me I'm going to start January 1st. That's what people do. That New Year's resolution styles. I mean, it, it's cool to hold yourself accountable. You put a date on the calendar, and it sounds good, but why can't you just start right now? Why didn't you start yesterday? You know, you've been talking about this for a minute, but you're going to say, like, but whatever. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. This is this is my thing, you know, and um, we actually had a... What's up with Colin Powell? R.P. to Colin Powell. Um, it, was that a COVID situation or from from, they, from from what they? I mean, you know, granted, you know, the news sources, you know, can tell you whatever, but they say he was fully vac vaccinated when he when he passed. Um, but granted, at the same time, I'm pretty sure, you know, we we want to blame everything on COVID, but I'm pretty sure there were, may have probably been some pre-existing conditions as well. I feel like a lot of this has a lot to do with pre-existing conditions overall. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you just back to what you were saying earlier, you know, if you're not, you know, really taking care of your body like you're supposed to, you know, certain things and complications can occur. And then when something like COVID hits you, that's like the one-two punch. So he did catch COVID. Well. He had the COVID vaccine. That's mm. all I know. So it, it was one of them situations where did he die from the COVID vaccine or did he die from COVID? I don't know. But that's what I've seen news reports and things say. He died from, and they, well, they say he died and he was fully vaccinated is what I've seen. So I mean, honestly, the way that this thing is set up as far as this whole situation and how, you know, records have been manipulated to kind of put things in the light of, yo, this is what it was it was COVID or it was this and that you know I, there's no telling yo honestly there's really no telling man so okay like I said R.I.P. to Colin Powell right. and um you know prayers out to his family what I see a lot of people posting about him you know pictures R.I.P. Colin Powell you know what type of impact 
you know, and I, I'm not trying to take anything away from this guy, but you know, when people post about DMX, I, I got friends and, and, and family that I remember, you know, when he was dropping these albums, the type of impact he had on right. them, you know, listening to them, to his music nonstop, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I've seen people crying, listening to the prayers and, you know, he, he was very impactful, but Colin Powell, you know, I'm sure personally as a as a father or, or just a family man, he was probably an amazing person. I'm gonna just assume that. But to the masses, to, to everybody that's like posting these pictures saying RP to Colin Powell, what impact did he have outside of him just like I said, assuming he's a great person. I never met him, you know, what 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 impact did he have to the culture, to the people? You know, he, he used to be the secretary of state. I always remember, honestly, people just kind of like having these like jokes about him. And, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't really hear too many good things, you know, but then now I can appreciate people, you know, showing love to him. But it's like, wait, now y'all want to show love? Well, so for one, let me let me uh, like backtrack real quick as far as Colin Powell's concerned. Um, Colin Powell was, you know, one of the great, they say one of the greatest generals that, you know, we've we've had of our time for, for one. But before he was Secretary of State, he was one of the greatest, you know, uh, general, military generals or whatnot, uh, for one. But then for two, I, what I've noticed with people, especially in this social media era, era, that when someone dies, no matter who it is, for clout purposes, it's R.I.P. to that person. Pay attention. Think about it for a second. Think about anybody that's died over the past, just since social media has been around like it has. You'll see people that have probably never made mention of Colin Powell ever. It's it's, it's kind of weird to me. That's it's, how it's it like, is, bro. It, it's it's kind of like anything the, for clout. Think about the it for clout a second. Stuff is, I ain't going to lie to you, man. The clout stuff is really starting to like, work my nerves man you see it <laughs> you see it a lot in in the entertainment communities like uh atlanta uh la yep. you know new york you know these these places where um you know entertainment and music is real big it's just like this clout stuff you know and i ain't gonna lie i've done stuff for clout you know i'm sure people like yo he ran that race for clout but you can't just jump in and do a 10 mile race for clout. Like, nah, man, see, you certain, know, I certain, wouldn't certain be things, here right now. Man, I'd be in a hospital. That's, that's, yo, like, when it, that's not for clout, yo. That was, that you have a passion for running, for one. You know what I'm saying? And anybody that, that knows you knows that you have a passion for, for health and wellness because this, this is what you do day in, day out. I mean, you're a fitness trainer for goodness sakes. You know what I'm saying? But as far as people posting anything about Colin Powell or anybody that's died for that matter, People do it for clout, for likes, for attention. It's never about the person that the matter is about. It's about them, you coming their direction, liking something on their platform, on their page or whatever you want to call it. That's all that is, yo. Because I'm sitting here looking to myself like, the people that I'm seeing posting, you know, things about Colin Powell, it's like, yo, you don't rock with, you don't rock with Colin Powell. You ne like, yeah, don't know nothing about yeah, politics or of any of that. You, cause, you don't know nothing about military or war or. Yeah, because you put me on, you said he was one of the greatest generals and 
I didn't know that about him. I just, you know, I was familiar with Colin Powell and, you know, excuse me, I'm, I'm just not a political person. But I, but I know that, though. Think about it, though. Not to cut you off. I know about that because I was in the military myself. Yeah, yeah. You see, see what I'm saying? You, you, you in tune so, with so that. So I'm kind of in tune so with it that. would make sense for you to say, like, damn, R.P. Colin Powell. But I didn't Powell, do that, though. You know, but then you got people that don't know anything. They yeah. don't know a lick of uh, a politics or, or anything about anybody being a general or why they was the best general. It's just like they read it in the news that, yeah. oh, he was X, Y. Oh, he was? All right. R.P. Colin Powell. Yeah, you see, know, it's just, that, yeah, it's, it's 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 clout chasing at its finest, man. And honestly, that that's why I said what I was talking when we were talking about, you know, when uh, Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp shut down. Why I felt like that I wasn't phased by it. Like I agree with something that Charlotte. I, I remember Charlemagne saying not too long ago about that issue. He was like, they probably should do that like once every a week or once every month or so because I feel as if like that shit has become a distraction, bro. Like it's become a major distraction because people will do anything at this point for you to click on their page and like something on their page or just to come to their page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if it means RIP to General Colin Powell. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're uh, if you're in the media or if you're like a writer, blogger, yeah. you know, it's certain industries where it makes sense to do that because you got to stay tapped in. You got to right. keep up with the trends, you know, and even just as an entrepreneur on Instagram, you want to show your following that you have a heart, that you are, you know, you you know what's going on right you, you know you don't want to just be looked at as just oblivious to to what's going on so i get it in certain situations but then you got a lot of people that's just like i don't know yeah you know. It's, it's, they, they they doing the most man like it, like like you said yo like these people was not rocking with colin powell a lot of them didn't know who he was it's all about clout for the most part man and then you know and you know i'm i'm gonna even take it a step further i'm gonna take it a step further you know and this is against popular opinion or whatever but the truth of the matter is, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, he was, you know, he was excellent. He was for the black community, blah, blah, blah. I beg to differ personally. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, see, that, that was more so what I knew. And, and that was based on what people were saying. I never actually did my own research yeah. like to see if he was for black people, white people, whatever. But. I heard enough people saying that he wasn't for us. No, not that, at all. Like, you let's, know. Let's, be, let's, let's call spade for spade. See, and this is another thing we, we, we got to stop doing, yo. Just because somebody died, that doesn't mean that, you know, you alter what actually happened while they were still here. I mean, the truth is the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to even, I'm going to give you an example of that, what I mean by that. For example, my, my grandmother that, that passed on, not not the grandmother that I always talk about, my 97-year-old grandmother. I'm referring to my, my other grandmother. You know, we didn't have a good relationship like that, you know, while she was alive. You know what I'm saying? I don't really, you know, she, I don't really have a lot of, you know, fond, positive things to say about her. And it's not because I'm trying to be, you know, funny or anything, but that was re the reality that I had with her as far as my interaction. That doesn't change just because she's no longer here on, in the physical form. That doesn't change my opinions of her and what the, what what happened while she was here. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So the point that I'm making is the same thing applies to everybody, man. Like just because these people have died, no matter who it is, let's stop acting like they were 
you know, just a gift to us as far as whatever they did, because a lot of times they really didn't do too much for us, yo. Like, let's be honest about that. Like, I don't recall, I remember pl hearing plenty of times people saying Colin Powell wasn't for us. Because I remember at one point they were trying to get him to run for office before they had Obama running for office. He wasn't interested in that because they felt like Colin Powell would be the closest thing to helping us as black people as we could get. But he wasn't for that. He wasn't trying to do He didn't want to be involved in that whatsoever. And he made it known. You see what I'm saying? So let me ask you, what when he was Secretary of the State, who was in office? He, I think when he was when he was Secretary, was that of State, Bush? I want to say Bush, because he was in he was there for several terms though. It wasn't just yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't just one because I, I want to say I want to say Clinton was around too, well, mm. uh, around the time when he was Secretary. I want to I, I could be wrong. I kind of remember him during the Bush Bush uh, ages. You know what I'm saying? But I remember him during because you know Clinton did two terms. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So I, I want to say like Clinton, he was a, around the Clinton era too, maybe the second era per se, around the Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Remember the Monica Lewinsky scandal yeah, and all him, that? I remember him being around for a minute, you know. Yeah. So I, like, I guess I don't, I he could have potentially got a bad rap standing next to George Bush. <laughs> it, it's hard to be a great secretary of state when you got that, that man in office. Yeah, I, but I want to say he was around before then, though, to be quite yeah. honest, bro. Like, as far as secretary of state. Now, granted, he's been, you know, commanding generals, you know, for a long time prior to the secretary of state position. And this is even during um, the, the the Clinton campaign, the, the Clinton mm -hmm. era. You, you see what I'm saying? I want to say it was that around the Clinton era that I remember him really, you know, being a more dominant figure that you see during war times or whatever conflicts we may have going on on a worldly basis where he's kind of like the he was the representative speaking on okay so this is what we need to do next and this that and third you know so i mean in, in, in that aspect as far as the militant aspect is concerned phenomenal just based on the credentials and the things that he was able to achieve but ultimately i, I guess as far as you know, people stating that, you know, him being for the for the, you know, black community, man, I personally don't recall. And I could be wrong. And yo, people correct us if we're wrong as far as information that we, you know, are giving y'all or whatever. If you if you know something that we don't know. But from what I can recall and what I can remember, man, he really wasn't an advocate for us in that degree. Not trying yeah, to be funny, y'all. Don't shoot me in that regard. Trying to say, yo, you just sound like you're just being no, I'm not, yo. But this is just what the reality is, man. Yeah, see, I don't know enough about him to, to say whether he was good or bad. I just know when I was in tune with, with politics a little bit more yeah, and, and just the media watching the news, I didn't hear too many good things about it. Exactly. So know? it's not like that. It's so you so that lets you know that what I'm saying is not far-fetched yeah, whatsoever, yeah, yeah. you know? You know, but my thing is, like, at the end of the day, we don't know this man. We don't know how, how he lived his life personally or you know, we just know what what, what we've seen on the news. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, just enough, you know, just as much about him as the dude that you saw on the news getting killed last night in, in the hood in Atlanta. Pretty you know much. what I'm saying? It, yeah. You might even know more, you know, which in that case, they always say the story like he was a good kid and, you know, it's always He that, would never do anything to hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Let's let's post an RP for them. They put the picture up for these kids that's that's getting killed in, you know, these neighborhoods in Atlanta, Chicago, and you know what I'm saying. It, I just feel like 
you don't know this man so let's not act like we know him because if that's the case let's let's keep it consistent and and let's show love to if it's if it's just because he's black you know it's a, a black commander or general then uh, okay, that's your reason, but well, I'm off yeah. that though. I'm I'm off, I'm off that whole you know because they're black. I'm a rock with it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know just because you know they may be of the same skin tone as you and complexion as you don't mean they got your interest at heart, yo. And just because they may not have the same skin skin and uh, skin tone and color as you and pigmentation as you doesn't mean that they're your enemy and they're against you either. You see what I'm saying? We got to get out of that mentality thinking just because they look like us that they're for us. Because I've seen on numerous occasions where that cannot be the case, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? I hope people don't take this as we throwing dirt on Colin Powell name. You know, it's more so talking about the people that felt like they were attached to him in some type of way enough to to say R.I.P. You know, if you if you knew him or if he impacted you in some type of way, yeah, R.I.P. Man, all day. It, but, but he didn't though. That's the thing. A lot of these people he. But didn't, if you bro. just read on on Shade Room or whatever, Colin Powell died, and you you reposted it, R.I.P. Colin Powell. It's like, come on now, like, you know, you're trying to show that you got a heart, but do you really have a heart? That's more <laughs> heartless than the. It's showing more that you're Man, heartless than having a heart when you do stuff do, like that. People will do anything for clout, but you know, off that man. Speaking of clout, as far as politics is concerned, what about your boy Trump? Your boy said he's not done. He's not done. He said he's not done, man. He said he's coming back for a twenty. Was it twenty twenty four election? He's kind of, he said he's coming back, man. I feel like it's a lot of people that's low key looking forward to that, and it's a good time for him to announce something like that because they saying in the black community the the approval rate for Biden is dropping <laughs> drastically. I mean, but you know what's funny though, like everybody was going for Biden. Everybody was for and Kamala Biden. Harris. Where, yeah. where is Kamala Harris? I ain't heard a word from Kamala <laughs> Bruh, Harris. Yo, I yo, she been chilling ever since she was elected in office. Dog. I've never, I haven't heard anybody talk about a press conference like you know because the media jumps on everything, whether it's good or bad. You know, it's just like. Oh, Kamala Harris said this in the press conference, but it's always just Biden, Biden, Biden. I don't ever hear anything about Kamala Harris. It was about her, you know, when it was running, when it was running, she got a lot of the, you know, the the attention, you know, it's like this, this black vice president. She was the, I think she was the the pitch. That yeah, they she used. was the black she, vice. She, she sold. That was the pitch they sold to get the 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 people, the black, especially the black votes, man. But not a day in office, and excuse Crickets. me for not, yeah, for not being into politics <laughs> enough to not know, because somebody that's a lot deeper than, than I am, they probably can tell you like, oh, well, you need to watch CNN. Man, and she, she did, ain't done shit, man. I haven't Crickets. heard anything about her. Crickets, bro. I Crickets. haven't heard anything, and you probably won't. Uh, you matter of fact, this is what you're gonna hear. If, if something was to happen to Biden, because he doesn't look like he's at his best state of health himself, personally, if you ask me, if something is to happen to him, then, of course, that's when you'll see something from Kamala as far as her stepping in to take over presidency. Because how many, what, is, this is just year one that yeah, he's been in office? It ain't even a whole year. Okay, exactly. You see what I'm saying? So with the state of, you know, and I'm not trying to put no, you know, fate on nobody or nothing like that, but... I don't see your boy making it all the way through four the, the, through these four years as far as his term is concerned. Yeah, you're right. It's a, a four year term, bro. It's a four year term. He's already like eighty seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's a it's a forty it's a four year term. My man looking like he on his last leg as is. You feel what I'm saying? You're not in this. I don't feel like he's in a state of health to really be making these decisions or to 
execute his commander in chief role to be as far as the leader of the free world, bro. You know what I'm saying? So eventually, that's when you'll probably hear from her. When something was that is to happen to him where he's not in a space where he can continue his presidency, that's when I think she's gonna slide into place. Who knows? I I just I forgot all about her to be honest with you. I, I'm I'm just talking and I'm like, oh yeah, what about Kamala Harris? What happened to her? You know. But at the end of the day, the the black community they're not feeling that that office in general. That's probably why we haven't heard from her because she's hiding. <laughs> You know, She's but Trump, Trump, he he sees a, a opportunity. He's an opportunist. And he's jumping in. He's he's saying, you said he's going. He's twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. But you know, it's. I mean, yo, listen, man. It's only twenty twenty one. So who's to say that you know he could change his mind later on down the road? This is what what's being said as of right now. A lot could change in four years. You know, it was never a dull moment moment with Trump. You know, Bruh, it, like, it was. Man, listen, you Pure know, like, entertainment for f how many years? Four years, right? And, and the thing is, you know, a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about Trump. However, Trump is honestly a reflection of America. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a whole, as far as a collective is concerned, when you look at the whole landscape of how this, this whole country is set up, he was a great representative in regards to what this country really was about really is about for that matter you see what i'm saying so you're pretty much saying without saying it that in 2024 if he runs that you're, he has your vote i'm not saying that whatsoever i'm definitely not saying okay because that. that's what i, I was I, getting I, from I don't, that no I'm, i don't vote period yo so he's not getting my vote i'm the dude yes i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm the dude that doesn't vote yo i voted one time i was the dude that, that voted was obama that was it <laughs> i'll never forget it yo i was still at a and t because you're not just gonna force it if you ain't feeling either one of them why am i even wasting my time right exactly so what i did was when i knew obama was running for office because i had that whole mentality you know we got a black president coming you know i want to i want to support so i voted back in 2008 i remember that you know what i'm saying but I haven't had the enthusiasm or the 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 will or want to do that since then because I know ultimately, man, in order for me to get anywhere, I have to make sure I make things happen myself. I can't rely on the president to do anything for me. And I think that's where a lot of people are dropping the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're looking for this president to take care of you or to save you. And that's just not going to happen, yo. We got to save ourselves out here. And I think that's when, when, when people went into the mentality of thinking that Obama was going to save us as far as him being a black man in office. That's where we really like went wrong. You can't, you can't rely on somebody else to save you but you. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's real. So, in other words, I'm saying all this to say, I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for Biden. I'm not voting for none of these motherfuckers, man. I, so, I, I got a phone call, and usually I ignore these phone calls. It says <laughs> spam, and, uh -huh. you know, sometimes I'm like, what did the spam caller got to say today, man? Maybe they, you never know, man. They might be trying to offer you some money one day, and you blocking them left and right. Uh, but now I actually, you know, I had a, a few minutes to spare. So I'm like, let me see what they talking about. Uh -huh. You know, because sometimes I feel bad for the, uh, you know, they just try to do a, um, you know, ask you a few questions, do a little survey. You know, I know they get paid for that, you know, and I just imagine being in a situation where that's the only job that was available to me. And I'm trying to do my job and everybody's hanging up on me. You know, so I try to be the nice guy sometimes and answer, 
And you know, I might tell him not nah, it's a bad time, but I actually had time this time. Oh, and you got time today. I had I had time yesterday, <laughs> and they were asking about the the Atlanta mayoral race, uh-huh. and and they were asking me. It sounded like they were possibly on uh, Andre Dickens' side. You know, they're ruthless with this whole politics stuff. You know, because they were. She actually said to me on the phone. She was like, "You do know Kasim Reed." You know, was under investigation. You know, for uh, you know whatever he did. Cause that's what. Cause honestly, that's who would have got my vote. But she tried to go. She tried to kind of give you. She tried to kind of like veer the direction that you yeah, would go in. She was. She was vote. asking me like, you know, do you know who you want to vote for? And you know, do you feel like the you know the mayor have an impact on on a crime? Or what do you feel like is you know one of the biggest issues in Atlanta? And um, you know, ask all these questions, but then at a certain point, you know, and I, I didn't tell her that I was voting any any direction, but she made sure to tell me about Kasim Reed's past. You see what I'm saying? And I'm just she, like, Damn. yeah, because she wanted to make sure that you knew off rip that voting from him for voting for him was in fact not a great choice. They got a call center set up to go against Kasim Reed. That's wild. So they got a they, so they pretty much got a fuck Kasim Reed, Reed coalition going on. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I didn't know it was like, going down that's like crazy. that. I know that's they crazy. do it in the news. They put the commercials out there and you know, you choose to watch it. You could you could turn the channel if you right. don't, if you want don't want to tune into that, but for her to call me, you know, on my personal time to tell me about Kasim Reed's past, I was like, yo, well, that's you know, crazy. You know, politics is kind of ruthless, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to politics, man, anything goes. Whatever it does to secure the win. And a lot of times, they know in advance, too, I feel like. They know in advance if they're going to win or not. You know what I'm saying? It's just all about who can get the bigger bag. That's I think that's what it really boils down to. Who, who can get the bigger bag as far as... Uh, the campaign is concerned, and who got who has more mark, marketing campaign dollars to, to get their point across that they're the better candidate. I see, I see a lot of clout chasing when it comes to Kasim Reed too, because he's he's more attached to the entertainment community, mm. you know. So a lot of people are jumping on board because he's friends with Jeezy and Killer Mike be at all his events, and you know it's so it, I, it, it really turns me away from it when I see all those different things. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you I'm glad you bring that point up as far as, you know, certain aspects of, you know, things that you may like about a person or things that you may make want to pull away from the person because one one topic that I had in mind that I thought about suppose you have this, you know, it's very attractive, very beautiful woman that is making some serious bread all about her paper, very successful, but she doesn't cook, nor does she clean. What do you do about that? Is it, is it, a, okay, better yet, is that a deal breaker? I would say yes, that's, that's a deal breaker. I mean, if I'm at a success level where I can hire a chef and, you know, a personal a maid, chef, a housekeeper, housekeeper, all those different things, and, you know, I, we live in a, world where women are really making it happen and a lot of them they get offended when you you know say like oh you think i'm supposed to be in the kitchen you you think i'm supposed to be doing this you know but i'm just the type of guy where i would prefer to you know bring home the bacon you know mm-hmm. I, I i would prefer to 
take care of the household financially and you know keeping everybody safe and secure yeah and then that's my role that i want to take on and then i would expect my wife you know to to take on the other roles that i'm not as good at because i would take those roles on because I know I would be effective and, mm-hmm. and efficient at, at doing that because I already do those things, right. you know. So her having money and you know, all it, it wouldn't make a difference for me. I, yeah. I need to see that you can uh, be a little domestic, and and if I'm out here working, that you could take care of the household, the kids, and all that. Because that's that's just me. That's what attracts me. Everybody is different, you know. So one person might like this that and the other like me i I like a woman i I like a female that can you know hold it down at the crib you know what i'm saying so so you looking in the aspect of like so if she can't cook or clean then she's not gonna be no good if in regards to us having children or a family as far as making sure that they're you know up to par or things are clean or things are just straightened out in in regards to y'all having children right yeah I, i guess i just Got that old soul, old old school mentality. You know, I'm I'm the guy that's gonna go to the factory and, and break his back all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come home sweaty with the 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 uniform with grease and all over it, you know, and, and I expect to, to have something to eat when I get back to the crib. <laughs> you expect that. So and so. I'm not gonna expect her to go out and get oil and grease on her, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's a little different now. We got a lot of lot more office jobs and call center <laughs> jobs, and yeah. you know, women are really taking over the the workforce. Truth you be know. told, they're making way more money than a lot of counterparts these days. If if people want to be honest about it, like women are on the on the on the up and up as far as that's concerned. So I guess the so I I want to kind of answer on my end as well. I, I believe is is very important because see the thing that that's kind of tricky too because. As far as being able to cook and clean, I feel like men should know how to do that as well because you need to be able to maintain yourself. You know what I'm saying? You be you need to be able to sustain yourself as far as if you're living oh, by yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But a lot, but but you a lot of men don't know how to do that though. You see what I'm saying? A lot of men don't know how to cook. A lot of men don't know how to clean. Yeah, so, I know how to download Uber. You know, <laughs> Uber Eats, and, and now nah, I'm playing. I, I know how to cook a little bit, but it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. Like. And and I don't expect it to be the thing for all women, you know. But I would prefer a, a woman that takes pride in the kitchen because there are women out there that take pride in the kitchen. They see him, mm-hmm. they see their man in the kitchen trying to make something. They like, what do you? It's their kitchen. Get out of my kitchen. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I like that energy, you know. And, and I like somebody who's gonna take command of that. Just like me, I would want to take command of like. I don't want to see my my girl coming in, my my wife coming in sweaty and yeah. stressed out from work. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me, cause I'm a lot better at taking on the stress. You know, right. it's like not not all women, but there are some women out there that aren't that great at taking on stress. Nah. And and then you see the attitude, and mm-hmm. then you know they they want to lock up the the coops. You know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> it's just it, it's a domino effect. You know, let me yeah. take on the stress, and I just want to see you happy and smiling. And you know, you you order your your red bottom shoes if you want to do that, and you know, just going to, you be talking about an hour or two in the kitchen, twenty four hours in a day. 
hour or two in the kitchen, it ain't never hurt nobody, man. I'm I'm doing eight, twelve hour <laughs> shifts, forty, fifty, sixty hours a week at work. I'm asking for an hour in the kitchen. I mean, that's it. I mean, so you know, like I, I agree. that's a good deal. That, bro. That's a good deal. But you know, you know, it, we're in twenty twenty one, so you have a lot of women that are entrepreneurs out here. So with them being entrepreneurs on top of, you know, having domestic responsibilities and being in charge of cooking and cleaning or whatever the case may be, I know it could be a bit much, but I feel like it, it should be a skill set that you possess. You shouldn't, even if you can't do it all the time because of, you know, having a hectic schedule or whatever the case may be, you should be able to, you should know how to do it. A lot of women just don't know how to do it, which I feel like is a problem within See, itself. And and the thing about that, I have a really good friend that that's a chef. You know, I know a few people that guys that can throw down get, in get the busy, kitchen. Yeah. You know, and, and my father, he's probably one of the best chefs I know. So I got uh, my father. He's a, a dope chef. Even my grandfather, he used to throw down in the kitchen. I didn't get that gene. It skipped over. They say you know, skipped over, skips over the third generation or, or whatever. It definitely skipped over me because the kitchen is. You know, I, I can cook if I need to, but it's just not my thing. But back to what I was saying, like, you know, thinking about friends that I have that really are passionate about the kitchen, you know, that's who would probably want to date these girls that don't know their way around the kitchen. It, it, I feel like it's a, a, a balance. You could find that balance somewhere. You know, all these women that, that don't know how to cook, it's somebody out there for them. But me personally, you're with not me, the one. <laughs> with me, yeah, it, it, it would be like oil and vinegar, man. Yeah, I, I get it, man. You know, and you oil know, oil and what? What's you know? What I'm trying. Oil, to I know say. what you say. Oil, oil and was it oil and or water and shit? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, it, like I said, it's cool. You know, man. Like this is a new day and age, so you should be versatile as far as your approach, as far as you know the family structure is concerned. But I do feel it's important that everyone know how to you know domestically take care of themselves, clean up behind themselves, cook or whatever. Because like I said, women are you know they're, they're they're moving up in the workforce. A lot of women are entrepreneurs. And speech, speaking of entrepreneurship, being that you run, you have your own business as far as your brand, as far as your company is concerned, what do you feel as if could be the two? I guess it's a two part question I have. So the first part is, how do you get started if you want to go into the lane of being an entrepreneur? And as far as going into the lane of being an entrepreneur, what do you feel like could be the things that you could encounter that could perhaps make the journey of entrepreneurship difficult but well worth it at the end? Damn, that was some hell of a hell of a questions there, man. Uh, <laughs> so, starting off as an entrepreneur is is actually pretty simple. People complicate it, and um, you know they put it off. You know, it's just like people that I've come across, you know, it's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they, they make it sound difficult when it's really like, okay, you have the idea, you write, mm -hmm. you write it down, you know, and if you got to ask somebody how to structure it, where you can put together a plan on, on how to execute it, you know, do that. But it's really as easy as going on Google and, you know, like, okay, I want to be a chef. So what do I need to do to, to become a chef? You got to come up with a name. You know, what's going to be my chef name or what's going to be my food truck name or restaurant name. And then from there, you can uh, either start a um, 
sole proprietorship, mm-hmm. you know, where you're just working for yourself. Okay. That's the easiest way to, to become an entrepreneur. You, it take you two minutes to do that. Less than that, maybe. Yeah. You could go on irs.gov and you can uh, get yourself a sole proprietorship set up. It'll give you a, a tax ID number. And, you know, these are the things you want to do starting off because once you start making money, you want to be able to organize it and and you make enough money. That's when you can look for investors and stuff. But they're going to want to see that your business is organized. So to organize it from the jump, you, you get that name, you know, you can take it and get it uh, copywritten. You get your logo and you get that copywritten. You go and get your sole proprietorship, which you can go on, like I said, Mm rs.gov. Or if you plan to have employees or if you do want want to actually have a restaurant or, you know, if you have other people that you're going to be working around on a consistent consistent basis, unlike myself, who really uh, subcontracts a lot, you can... Still use your sole proprietorship to gotcha. subcontract, but if you're going to have employees and things like that, they're kind of like liabilities at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody can go out and do something crazy on a shift and you're going to be the one liable for whatever they do. So in that case, you want to have the LLC, you know, which in that case, okay, that just protects your personal assets. Right. You know, if something happens and you get sued or whatever, they can only take your business assets and you know that's kind of like a clout thing too he's talking about the cloud like people get llc's mm-hmm. you know because it sounds good but you end up actually getting taxed more like if you don't have other people around you and your business isn't at a certain level mm-hmm. you're just gonna if you're filing your taxes how you're supposed to do you're gonna just end up losing money in gotcha. the long run so yeah. the sole proprietorship that's really all you need starting off especially if it's just you and and that's it. And if if it's an online based company, sole proprietorship is all you need. You go to that. You take that tax ID number you get. Go to your uh, local bank, whichever bank you use. Start your business account, mm-hmm. and then you pretty much good to go. You can start your business, start taking money and spending money, and just make sure you you know keep track of your expenses. And um, it, it's really that simple. You know, you get your tax person if you're not efficient in the tax department like myself i I got a tax guy that went to a and t he's real dope you know he pretty much gives me the rundown on you know the things that i should do to so i so i don't get taxed as much got you but um it's just about having an idea and a strategy and making it happen it's really not that hard okay so what so as far as you know what is considered hard what would you consider as far as like Give me like one challenge. Give me one challenge that you face. So the the challenge, the challenge is, um, you need money to be an entrepreneur. You know, yeah, you can have all the biggest dreams and goals. You know, but in order to make money, you gotta spend money. You know, so yeah, it's free to get the sole proprietorship, but. You want to get your logo now, you got to spend money to get the logo. Right. Then from there, you know, if you need any type of uniforms or you want to you want to present yourself as as a professional, you know, you want to have logos on your uh, on your on your clothes or whatever. You got to spend money on that. 
you know, if you want to travel to the networking event so you could try to spark up business, you got to uh, spend money on that. And then if you, you want to really network properly, you want to have business cards, you want to have flyers, you want to, you know, maybe have some swag items to give away. You got to spend money on that, you know, which if you have your sole proprietorship and you have your tax ID, you can actually write those things off. Gotcha. So. You know, it, it, it's it's hard, you know, starting out because you, you need to have money to get those things. Yeah. But if you can stick it out and if you do things correctly, it'll really work for you because the way things are set up, the way the economy is set up, they really reward entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you know, for keeping the economy going and, and for, um, you know, providing job opportunities for other people. You know, so the the more you can strategize it and make sure you're doing it correctly, it's, it's it, you have to have a good idea. As long as you got a good idea and a good product, it's just about going through the steps. You know, the way uh, the way a, a Mark Zuckerberg would do, or the way a, a Steve Jobs. You know, look at these other entrepreneurs, see what they did, and right. you know, the blueprint is already there. You know, this, but starting out, that is a challenge. Just having the money to get started, you know, capital if, pretty much. Yeah. Having the capital. But if mm -hmm. you was around during the uh, pandemic and, you know, all these stimulus checks, even that's not an issue at this point. You know, people, people got a lot more money circulating than, than they did in the past. So yeah, cause I, I, I just seen, not trying to cut you off, but I just seen some uh, somewhere where they said like 4 million people quit their job yeah. over the past month or so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we could talk about the challenges. Like I, I'm saying here, like, okay, the money, that was a challenge for me starting out. But um, you just make it happen. You know, I, I remember when I was first trying to get my camera equipment and I just sold the stuff that I didn't need. You know, I had a PlayStation. I had a bunch of games and uh a, a DVD player. People don't even have DVD players no more. <laughs> nah. I ain't get a lot of money for that because I didn't. think they was already on the decline. Yeah, yeah, they, even those, then. those been done for a while now. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I just sold a bunch of electronics, and um, I was able to get what I needed. You know, the another hard part is just the consistency of it, because you're gonna see a lot of ups and downs, and the industry, whatever industry you're in, it don't matter what it is, even the businesses like like let's take take restaurants for for instance like the restaurant industry makes billions of dollars during the holidays but right now during october this is the time where people are like kind of preparing for the holidays. holidays right so it's really slow and some restaurants are <coughs> excuse me some restaurants are breaking even or losing money you know but at the end of the day, they're going to make the money back when the holiday season comes. But it's just that consistency that you need to uh, to keep things afloat. You know what I'm saying? And, and that goes back to having the money. You might have made the money at one point, but then you got to save it. You got to make sure you ain't just spending it recklessly, you know, but you just got to make sure you, you know, it's not a race, you know, just a play on words, you know, no pun intended. But my man that... My man Mark, Mike Clark, he was a promoter in uh, Greensboro. He used to have this um, this slogan that he had on his page. It was like 
it's not a racist and marathon. Right. You know, I, I didn't really think that deep into it until I got, you know, further into my entrepreneurial journey. And I realized, like, it's just about staying afloat because a lot of people, they dying out because they trying to do too much mm-hmm. in, a, in a short period of time. But, you know, in order to stay consistent, you got to really uh, think about the long term. You know right. what I'm saying? And it goes back to the money, making sure your money is, is the way it needs to be. You know, that's another thing I learned when I first came out here, you know, I had the money and then I did like I, I thought I could make some things happen with very minimal uh, uh, money in my account, you yeah, know, and, and, yeah. and that didn't work. And I came across the OG that was like, you got to pay to play, you know, because I'm trying to get wisdom from I'm like, damn, like I see all these people making it happen. And he said, you got to pay to play. So. From that point, I realized how important money was to being an entrepreneur, you know, because you, you may not get business at first. You may have to go to 10 different, entre- like, just networking events before you get some business. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it won't take that long. Like, if you got a good product, right. it'll probably catch on a lot faster than that. But, you know, even when you get that business, you want to continue to get business, you got to continue to network and you got to continue to uh, have those business cards and flyers and keep your website up. You know, the websites aren't free. You got to pay for that monthly. Right. You got to pay for the domain, the hosting, and, you know, it's it's a lot involved. So before you come b- become an entrepreneur, you really just want to save up. You know, I didn't realize that until my second take at, at being an entrepreneur because I, I kind of fell back. But literally after my man said, you got to pay to play, my whole strategy changed and, you know, I didn't relaunch the Thank God on Focus brand until I had 10,000 in my account. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm gonna just work. I ain't do nothing regarding the cameras unless it was like my my personal friends or, yeah. you know, people that I just knew that I ain't do no promoting or anything. I just fell back and just work and, and stack and, That's what it and, is. and relaunch and I've been moving since. That's what it is. That's what's up, man. Well, yo, so as as far as far as entrepreneurship is concerned, man, like you you definitely got some some jewels and some things that you've been able to provide as far as that goes because I'm pretty sure you have a lot of people out there that are looking like, yo, I want to get into this game too as far as just, you know, starting my own business, man, and starting I I, I think something else that's, that that I think is important too. I want people to understand too, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you don't have to have that, that, you, that, you know, having a nine to five is taboo or, you know, not cool or whatever the nah, case may be. Cause, nah, because in order for me to get the 10 racks to relaunch, I had to work. And I, yeah. I work multiple nine multiple to five. Multiple jobs. Yeah. yeah even that's even that's after relaunching, like I said, it goes back to the consistency. In order to stay consistent, those dry times when when business ain't, business ain't flowing, you might want to have a, 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 a little side job or, or side hustle you know, because the worst thing you could do is not be available when you do get that phone right. call because you've been handing out all these business cards. Somebody finally hits you back yeah. and your website is down. Yep. You know, you sleeping on somebody's couch, your laptop, you sold it because, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, it's funny you say that. I'm, I, so I thought about when I was in college, I remember when I went to, there was a hip hop summit that they had. Dr. Dr. Terman, you know, put, he set it up. He was cool with Knife Wonder. He said Ninth Wonder was coming. 
So I remember my first mixtape, I forgot my iPod. I gave him a copy of it, right? But I think one of the copies that I gave him was a CD that was messed up as far as like the songs were concerned. Damn. Yeah, you know, it, I thought about that when you said, you know, it's like you got, you have to, even when you have the opportunity, you need to make sure that you're prepared as well for that opportunity because you can blow your chances by just your stuff not being on point and not yeah, being just, official just, tissue, you know? Yeah, just not being ready. You know, it goes back to whatever grind you have, you gotta make sure you can stand on your own two feet at all times. Cause you know, if you networking and, and putting this service and product out there and it's dope, somebody's gonna bite, you know, people weren't biting what I had to put out there just out the gate, you know, I, it was dope from the jump, but it took it a while for yeah, it to catch a while on. Yeah, it took a while for it to catch on. And, you know, that went, it, that was the case in Greensboro and, yeah. and same thing in, in Atlanta, you know, right. it took a while and, you know, you, you just gotta be ready. And if, if you solely depending on your business as an entrepreneur, People have been successful at that, but it makes it really, really tough. And and for me, it's made it stressful. Right. You know, I, I've I've done the just solely entrepreneur thing, and you know, when you ain't got your business right, we ain't we ain't got your your clientele right, it becomes stressful. You know, people call you like, "Hey, what's up, man? I'm trying to get this video done," and you know, in your head, your pricing is four or five hundred for you know your your promo video that you want to do. But because your rent is due and you ain't got your ducats in a row, yeah. you 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 asking them how much they got. <laughs> <laughs> they asking you how much how much you how, how much is this video? I, I need this video and I want this and that. All the bells and whistles, and and, and you like how much is it, man? And how much you got? <laughs> Tomorrow's the first. I gotta pay my rent. You know, you you start putting your personal life out there, like yeah. I, it, it just gets stressful. Sounds like and, a nasty situation. Yeah, it's man. a nasty situation, and it, I'm all into branding and all that. It's, that's not doing good for your brand at all. When when people see you in that state, you know what I'm saying. You pulling out your hair, and you know what I'm saying, and and you get stressed out. It, it that was one of the most stressful times. It, I mean, I enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie. It was a challenge. You know, every every day almost. It was just like, yeah, damn, like. You know, let me promote, let me promote, let me network. Oh, it's an event. I'm there. You know, I was always moving, yeah. trying to get some business. But then when you got in those tight situations where, you know, you were at the end of the month and you had to pay whatever bill, you know, and, and, and somebody's calling you, you're going to give them whatever deal possible just so you could make ends meet, you know, right. and then you just get stressed and, and, and it takes something that you started based off passion and it, it turns it into something else, you know? So that's the best reason to have your money saved up and, and to have that nine to five or that side hustle to, you know, fill in those little gaps because you don't want to have something that, yeah. you know, you're passionate about that you say, oh, I want to create a legacy out of this. I want to, you know, start this because I want to pass it to my kids. And, you know, now it's a stressful thing. You want to, bring people into it, your clients and, yeah. you know, whoever, you know, you want to bring it in, bring them in in, in a, a cool, positive situation. Speaking of legacy, you had, we had KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane as far as legacy acts doing the verses. Were you able to watch that? Were you able to check that out? 
Nah, nah, I, I totally missed it. I, I heard them talking about it a while back. You know, they said that they were gonna do it, and I didn't realize they actually set a date for it. I didn't yeah, realize I, they set a date for yeah, us. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it either. I missed it too. But nonetheless, I, I saw clips and highlights from it. I thought it was pretty dope. Uh, both MCs are still sharp. You know, even 20, 30 years later, they still get busy. Oh yeah, they. That's you know what I'm the, saying? That's, that's the, your favorite MC's favorite MC, like. If you thought Jada Kiss was gonna be sharp when he went out there and his his breath control was gonna be on point, what you thought KRS one and Big Daddy Kane was gonna do? Yo, absolutely flawless, yo. Yeah, yeah absolutely flawless. Yeah, you, you're right. I mean, those are the, the those are the MCs that he seen coming up as well. You exactly. know, exactly. So it's it's that I, I feel like that's beautiful when you when you're passionate about something, even if you know you've been around these you, you know Big Daddy Kane and KRS one are what I would consider legacy acts. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been around for an extended period of time and their their music is still so relevant to this day, man. So shouts out to the legends, Big Daddy Kane and KRS-One. Yeah, see, I didn't see it, but one thing I can say about KRS-One, um, my uncle, uh, I actually had several uncles who were DJs, but one, one uncle in particular, my uncle Isaiah, we used to be out in Queensbridge and it was a thing in Queensbridge where like you you would hear Nas tell these type of stories where like a DJ will put the speakers in the window in the yeah. projects and, and they'll just they'll just test out music, you know, and if you see people walking past and they ain't rocking to it, you know, it's 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 trash. You need yeah. you need to switch the song or if you're an artist trying to see what people feeling, you you need to switch it up, you know what I'm saying? But I just remember waking up like it would be 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. I ain't never seen nothing like it. And as I got older and, and my uncle passed away, like, I really appreciated it. And I wish I could go back to that because he would play nothing but classics. And I remember waking up at, like, 6 in the morning to my uncle blasting black cop. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, That's the sound of the police. Yeah, yeah. It was just like. Yeah. And, and the beat was so stupid. The beat was so stupid. Like, I just imagine being, like, as a kid, you going to sleep late playing video games and you got somebody blasting music waking you up at 6 in the morning. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. But you couldn't be mad because the songs were so hard, specifically that song, man. Karis One is dope, bro. Like, you're talking about certain artists who weren't able to pick the right production. Karis One, from the songs that I know, I'm not going to act like I'm the, the biggest Karis One fan, right. but from the songs that I remember, specifically that one, because my uncle used to play it like all the time, the production was stupid. Like, even yeah. back then, like, I would want to hear a current rapper timeless shit rapping on something yeah. like that because yeah. I mean it's just straight raw beats. And speaking of, speaking of people rapping over beats, I re I heard Big Daddy came. He was rapping over a trap like a a, a newer trap type beat. And he he killed that joint, bro. I gotta he, see he, that. He killed that. He killed that. He he murked that man. So salutes to the salute to the legends, man. Salute to the legends. So that's that's all I really had today, man. As far as on, on my end, in regards to topics of discussion and so forth, man. You got anything you want to chop nah, it up about? Man, we talked about a lot, man. We've been trying to keep it to an hour. We had about an hour and ten minutes right now. You know, shout out to all the listeners. We appreciate y'all tuning in. This is the Unfocused and Focused podcast, man. But before we leave, you know, my man Tastro got a take us out with something positive some some motivation and you always say stay alert stay alive um and, and we could continue to go with that because that's that should always be the motto 
you want a different quote yeah uh, let's, so, let's, so, let's hit so, him with something different so the, re- the reason why i always say stay alert stay alive man is because i i realize a lot of people are really not alert out here as far as their whereabouts and their surroundings and now that it's getting darker outside it's the holiday season things of that nature you know you gotta be on point as far as that's concerned as far as a, away from that man like one, something else that i just feel like we we all gotta remember and keep in mind man and I think I probably have said this before, but just keep this in mind. How you do some things is how you do everything. Like that that just plays a major factor with all facets of your life, yo. If you're a slacker, if you if you have ass on one thing, you're gonna have ass on another thing, and another thing, and another thing. You you see what I'm saying? It's like it's it's when you look at someone's life and everything they have going on around them. If you watch their habits and their work ethic, you can kind of have a depiction as to why their life is in the condition that it's in. Just like on the flip side, if you pay attention to somebody's lifestyle and work habits and things that they do on a regular day basis, you can see as to why they're elevated or as successful as they are in their, you know, you you get what I'm saying? If you can't complete a a, a simple task. How are you going to complete any larger tasks? You know what I'm saying? How are you going to be able to do bigger things if you're not even if you're not even able to manage the small things you have to do in life? True. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, you know, you know how you do some things is how you do everything. That's why it applies. So I feel like that's that's another good quote that I feel like we should just try. Yeah, we just we just going to keep embedding that in their heads, man. Stay alert, stay alive. How you do some things, how you do everything, and especially stay alert, stay alive. Cause I'm telling you, the bro. traffic on the, on the interstates here in Atlanta is a, a a prime example of people not staying alert so they can stay alive. I'm man, we are you. losing lives because people are not paying attention. All man. the time, pay attention, stay focused, man. Stay focused, man. We gonna leave it at that, man. It's the unfocused and focused podcast, and we out of here.